Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love Where you'll find love. That's where we're going. So we're going to be talking about this morning. But I want to start by thinking about nativity sets. Do some of you have nativity sets at home? Uh, I'm guessing so. A lot of you maybe, right? Well, here's one of the ones that we have at our house. Uh, it's a special one. If we can go to this next slide and show off my beautiful nativity set. It's made out of olive wood from Bethlehem, and I bribed a friend of mine who went to the Holy Land to bring it home for me. So that is how I came to have it, as he brought it home. I'm very grateful, and every Christmas we love setting it up. It's one of our favorite Christmas decorations. But this Christmas, we have a problem with it, because if you go to this next picture, you'll see we have a little one-and-a-half-year-old who uh, has the habit of stealing the pieces. And so we open a cabinet door and there is a wooden sheep. We sit down on the couch and feel a little lump and reach out. A wise man. Now, wait a second. Go to the bathroom and you look and you say, Mary, give me some privacy here. I mean, come on. We're finding these pieces everywhere. So we have a new Christmas tradition at our house and here it is. Every day, we search for the pieces of the nativity set and see where Ben has hidden them so we can bring together all those characters, make sure we've got the wise men in their place, the shepherds, the sheep, the animals, Mary and Joseph, make sure we've got little baby Jesus. We want to make sure we have all the characters pulled together. It's our new family tradition. Well, interestingly enough, it's a little bit of a challenge day in and day out because he really does love taking the pieces and we just can't bring ourselves to separate him from it or lift it up higher because he really does love it. And so we get used to bringing together these characters. And what I've been thinking about this week is just how interesting it was the way those characters were brought together the first Christmas because it is kind of an unlikely group of characters. We kind of take it for granted because I set up this nativity scene every year and they're all together, wise men, shepherds, Mary and Joseph, little baby, all these animals. But that's a strange place to have a baby, uh, having wise men and shepherds together uh, you know, they're always together in these nativity sets, but you couldn't find two different groups of people. They are so different from one another, and yet there they all are together in this Christmas story main characters. 
And so today I want to think with you a little bit about who these shepherds and wise men are to think of how it is that they are a part of God's story and how we might be a part of God's story. So I'm going to start with the shepherds. Who are they? And so I want to do a little bit of shepherd trivia, and I think you can do well with this, okay? So this is a little interactive trivia. I want you to jump in and answer. Shepherds take care of what kind of animal? Okay, shout it out. What kind of what kind of animal? Sheep. Oh, you guys are such good biblical scholars. You're right. Uh, shepherds take care of sheep. That's exactly what they do. And so, do you think shepherds, these shepherds from biblical times in this Christmas story, were the shepherds really rich and have lots of money and stuff? Or were they more poor and not so much rich? Okay, so raise your hand if you think that the shepherds in the story were really, really rich, had lots of money. Okay, how about what do you, who thinks they maybe were not so rich, not so wealthy? Okay, once again, well done, well done, you're right. We don't know a lot about these shepherds. We have this story, we you know, hear some angels appear to them. We don't know any of their names or what they had for families or what their lives were like, except for what we know of just in general, shepherds from the first century. And one of the things we know is that most of those shepherds did not even own their own sheep. Like they were hired hands. And so they're hired hands, and like the Bible even says, they were living in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night. It's not the best job if you have to work all day and all night and live out in a dirty field. It's not a real great job. And so, in a nutshell, what we know about the shepherds is that they are these hard-working, working-class people. They're trying to balance life because, after all, if you have a family at home but you're living most of your time out in the fields, that is a tough existence. So we know that they are uh, working hard. They're trying to balance all those challenges of life. And, you know, if you're working all day and all night, you probably need a break. So we know that about the shepherds as well. I don't know about you, but maybe you can relate with the shepherds a little bit. Feel like you're balancing a lot and are ready for a break. Well, uh, the wise men are totally different. So the wise men. So here's a little bit of trivia to get us started into the wise men. How many wise men are there? Shout out the number. Three, we three kings of Orient are. Yes, that's a very good answer. But what if I told you that it's not completely correct? What do you think of that? Because we just read that Bible reading and it told us about the wise men. It told us about these three kings. But did it ever say the number three? Oh, you might have to go back and look. It doesn't. The Bible doesn't actually tell us how many wise men there were. But you can maybe guess over the years, tradition has said that there are three because they bring how many gifts? Three. And those three gifts are, this is the next trivia question, are you ready? The three gifts are gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yes, gold, frankincense, and wait, there's myrrh. That's a little infomercial joke. Yeah. But wait, there's myrrh. And so those three things are the three gifts that the wise men bring. And then we don't know a whole lot more about them. The Bible tells us they come from the east, and so they're most certainly foreigners. They're not Jewish. Uh, they probably don't even speak the same language as those shepherds and as Mary and Joseph. Uh, and so why are they traveling all that way to meet the Jewish Messiah? That's kind of an odd part of the story. 
The little that we do know about them is that, you know, because of how they're described, they most certainly would have been probably pretty wealthy, pretty well-educated. They would have had a lot of things going for them. If they're bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh, some pretty pricey gifts, kind of odd baby gifts, but we'll let that slide. They're amazing, pretty big-time gifts, so they had some status. And so the wise men, it seems kind of have everything they need. They're not want for things. They have everything they need. They're pretty well respected. They've accomplished a lot in their lives. And yet, they're still searching and longing for some kind of deeper purpose and meaning in life. So much so that it leads them to go searching for something more. Maybe you relate more with the shepherds. Maybe you relate more with the wise men. But what I think we can agree on is all of these are pretty unlikely characters to be gathered together in our nativity scenes, in our Christmas story, year in and year out. But it's like we hear in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, uh, this verse, The angels said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy. For who? Say it with me. For all the people. This is the good news of the Christmas story. That's good news of great joy for all the people. So in case you're wondering if you have a place in the Christmas story, a place in God's story, the answer is yes, you do. You do have a place in God's story. God's hope and love, all the peace of this season are for you. The answer is yes. This is good news of great joy for all the people, and that includes you. We're talking about weariness this Christmas season, and the good news is that you cannot be too weary for this good news. You cannot be too rich or too poor, too old or too young, too healthy or too sick. Wherever you find yourself, wherever your health-wise is, mind, body, and spirit, no matter how weary you may feel, This good news of great joy is for you. The Christmas promise that God is with us, bringing hope, joy, and peace is for you. After all, uh, here we are. (laughs) Here we are gathered together. Kind of an interesting group of people, if we're being honest. Like that first Christmas story, those people gathered in the original nativity scenes, that Christmas story. Shepherds, wise men, Mary and Joseph, we gather here today for worship coming with a lot of different stories and backgrounds, coming from all kinds of different life situations and current things going on in our lives, some great joys being celebrated, maybe some deep hurts and challenges that we're facing. And yet we gather together as one body of Christ, gather together to worship here this day, to be a part of God's story, God's love and hope are for all of us. We have a place in this story. Where will we find God's love this Christmas season? Well, it's poured out on the world. It's everywhere. And so my wish for you this Christmas season is that you may be a recipient of that love, that through the people around you, you may feel that very love of God, and that you may help the people around you feel that love. That's where we'll feel that love because that love changed the lives of shepherds and wise men 2,000 years ago. It changed the world 2,000 years ago, and it continues to change us still here today. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.